Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk to the folks from Under the Radar about great spots here in Michigan for spring break or early summer vacations. You are going to want to stay tuned to that uh, later in the show. But this week, Michigan's Attorney General Bill Schuette visited President Donald Trump in the Oval Office at the White House. Shooty went to Washington, D.C. for a meeting of state's attorneys general. Governor Rick Snyder was at the White House earlier in the week for a meeting of governors. So what does Donald Trump have to say to leaders of our state government? Joining me now is Bill Shooty, the attorney general of the state of Michigan. Bill, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Nice to be with you. It's a great day, uh, and I hope you've had your gone to Shake Shack and had your milkshake. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was, I was uh, there yesterday. Was <laughs> you know, I was in New York last week where the original Shake Shack is, and I didn't even go to that one. So I have well, not yet been it. to the one There's here. A, you got to do it, Steve. There's a sign that says Shooty Shake Shack. It's very nice. I like it. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So you were in Washington this week, met with President Donald Trump. Give us an idea what you've got a chance to talk with the president about. Well, you know, it was, uh, this doesn't happen very often. Uh, I served as a member of Congress, as you know, Stephen, for a period of time, so six years, and, and uh, I would go to the uh, White House, you know, a number of different number of times, um, uh, you know, on policy matters, everywhere from foreign policy to uh, domestic policy, agriculture policy. And uh, the uh, attorneys general, both Democrat and Republican, were invited to to go to so this bipartisan uh, go to the uh, the White House and the president and vice president. Uh, we you know chambered up with uh, them, him, uh, Vice President uh, Pence, and President uh, Trump in the uh, East Room, and and then uh, President Trump said, "Let's all go to the Oval Office." And um, that was uh, you know that's that's a historic place. It, had you had you been in the Oval Office before? Yes, I had. Yeah. yeah, yes, I had, and it is. Um, it's it's a commanding place, and it's because of the history, and it's not lavish. And, and Trump was kind of interesting about it, Steve. And he said, you know, that you got you have CEOs across America who have these, you know, big fancy, and you've been in those buildings, sure. and, and I have, you know, seventy uh, foot, seventy story skyscraper. And he said, but you bring CEOs into the Oval Office. And it really <laughs> it humbles uh, everybody, it, right? <laughs> it does. It does, and and it's the it's it's the office. It's not about you know Trump or Obama or Bush or what have you. And I'd been there with the Bushes and the Reagans and this that, and had our children, my wife, going there a time or two. But um, yeah, it was it was a uh, it, it's a powerful place. Yeah, uh, big week of news in Washington, of course, and in the last two days. Oh, can I say? Can I say yeah. one thing Go about? Ahead. What was interesting that the president talked about, he raised the issue of um, anti-Semitism. Uh, sadly, that we've seen instances of that both in Pennsylvania, St. Louis, and you know, uh, concerns in Michigan. And you know, he also, uh, you know, as he mentioned in his uh, state of the uh, joint session speech about Black History Month, and talked about human tra- tra- We talked about human trafficking and opioids. So. It was uh, it was a far ranging discussion, and it was you know it was something real and genuine, and and um, 
So I, I thought that was yeah. positive that you have the president aware of these issues. These are kitchen table issues, Stephen. You and I talk about. Sure. Uh, the, uh, the the news that in the last two days out of Washington really has circled around the U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions and his testimony before Congress during his confirmation hearings. Uh, he said he did not have contact with the Russians uh, during the campaign. It turns out that he did. I'm wondering what you think as an attorney general about that kind of situation, uh, that kind of potential perjury in front of Congress, uh, the idea of a special investigator. This is stuff that's swirling around this administration quite a bit. I'm curious what your take on it is. I think it was good that he recused himself, Stephen, um, Attorney General Sessions, and and, uh, and there'll, there'll be some sort of investigation, inquiry, what have you. So I think he made I think he made the right decision. Now, what happened in those discussions? If one was at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, you know, with fifty thousand people in a basketball arena, arena hardly <laughs> hardly high level. But uh, whatever happened, forthrightness is always so important. Clarity is so important, and uh, that's why I think he made the right decision on uh, recusing himself, Stephen. And do you do you believe that there needs to be this broader investigation into the administration's involvement with Russia? You know, it, it may or may not happen. I, you know, it's it's hard to say. Let me just say, uh, express this though. You know, Russia has been and always will be our nation's America, uh, this bastion of freedom. Uh, uh, our biggest adversary always always will and uh, remains to be Russia, and we'll have concerns with China as well because you see where they're trying to encroach on Japanese sovereignty and, and built uh, an artificial island and, and sometimes they harass our jets and ships and and uh but we've seen you know russia's uh movement into the uh uh you know western ukraine nothing was done to stop it under the obama administration and uh so you know let's not kid ourselves russia remains to be our strongest adversary and that's why i think we need to have a enhanced a defensive uh military capability, and, and uh, Trump is proposing that in his budget. But, I mean, here the question, I think, is is what the relationship is between this president in particular, the people around him, and the Russian government. Are, are you concerned about that? I mean, as a Republican, are you concerned? About I think that? it needs to be fully, uh, fully vetted, fully transparent, and whatever happened uh, or didn't happen, people need to, you know, discuss it, and whether that's an investigation, whether that's a review, whether it comes out of this um, a review that uh, the Justice Department would do now after Attorney General Sessions uh, uh, made that good decision. I think we just ought to clear it up. Let's, you know, figure out what happened or didn't happen, make it be clear, tell the American people and go forward. Yeah. You know, it's not that complicated. Okay, uh, I, know you have to, I know you have to run at uh, 9.15, but uh, before you go, I want to ask you also about yeah. uh, the relationship between the federal government and Great Lakes restoration. Uh, that's one of the things that falls a little bit under your purview from time to time, uh, enforcing the law around the Great Lakes. Boy, it's, it seems like uh, the, the idea of backing off the great work we've done to restore the Great Lakes is not a is not a great idea right now. Well, obviously, you know, and I've been one of those who's been uh, uh, you know at odds with some federal legislators who wants who want to minimize discharge regulations in the Great Lakes. That's I'm right. Opposed to that, 
I was one of uh, uh, the few Republicans uh, across the country uh, carrying the, the banner, the torch, because the DNA of you in Michigan is is you know that we're surrounded by this incredible 20% of the world's fresh water. Uh, I've been opposed to you know diversion of Great Lakes water as well to neighboring right. straddling communities in, in the Great Lakes uh, region. So you know, and and listen, the Corps of Engineers for eight years on this whole issue of invasive species, and that's why I'm opposed to this uh, discharge of uh, 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 more relaxed rule that some people uh, in ocean states want to let our tankers come in and discharge in the Great Lakes. Bad idea. And uh, the Corps of Engineers has sat on this for eight years. They've done absolutely nothing during the eight years of the Obama administration. We've got a new administration. I know that I and the Michigan uh, congressional de- delegation, Republicans in particular, will be very aggressive uh, trying to uh, uh, make make the argument, and there'll be a review, just like any new administration does, of previous administration's plans and say, listen, this whole issue about uh, uh, you know invasive species is so important. We need to stop that. We got to build the, uh, the lock in, in Chicago. And right now the Chicago shipping interests are, are, are running the core and that's mm. a, a bad decision. So, so, so it would be fair to say that you think we need to be tougher on Great Lakes regulation, uh, environmental oh, yeah. enforcement. Yeah. And, and that, but it seems like the, the Trump administration is headed in a different direction. Well, I think it's, it's the early days. If you were, if you were the incoming president, uh, Stephen, um, you would look at every program that uh, the, your predecessor sure. had, and that's sure. what's going on right now. Yeah. All right, uh, Attorney General Bill Schuette, thanks for being here on Detroit Today. It's good being with you. And yes. Go to Shake Shack. I was going to say, next time you come down and go to Shake Shack, give me a call. I'll meet you over there. All right. We'll just, we'll just see you. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I want to continue this conversation uh, now about Jeff Sessions, uh, the Attorney General of the United States, who went before Congress, said he did not have uh, contact with uh, Russian officials during the election. It turns out that he did. And this raises a much broader question about the idea of truth-telling. When you go in front of Congress and swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth, what does that mean? Is it the same thing as in when you go into a courtroom and swear on the Bible and say that you're going to tell the truth and nothing but the truth? And if you don't, that there can be criminal penalties? Or do we think that uh, telling a lie in front of Congress is not quite the same thing. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Tell me what you think about what the Attorney General of the United States is accused of doing, uh, and tell me what you think the consequences should be. He has said he will recuse himself from uh, the investigation into the relationship between the Russian government and the Trump administration and the Trump campaign. Is that enough? The New York Times, in the New York Times today, Richard Painter, a former Republican official, says Jeff Sessions ought to go, says that this is this is the kind of behavior that should cost him his job. But of course, we also see people go and lie in front of Congress, not terribly infrequently. It happens uh, inadvertently sometimes when people don't remember what the truth is, but it also happens quite intentionally sometimes. And of course, we can't ever forget that Bill Clinton told lies about his interactions with uh, with women that um, that ended up being the subject of congressional inquiry, a congressional impeachment 
hearing. What does all this mean? What does all this sort of uh, say about the the sanctity of the idea of when you go to Congress and testify in front of people? 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019 to join the conversation. You also go to the WDET Facebook page. You can put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter. And hashtag Detroit Today will work your comments into the conversation. I'm really curious what listeners are thinking about what Jeff Sessions did and what the consequences should be. Uh, we We have a clip here I want to play first of Attorney General Sessions uh, under oath talking about this issue during his confirmation hearing. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians, um, and I'm unable to comment on it. I'm unable to comment on it. Uh, It was a very forceful denial that he issued of the idea that he had any contact with the Russians. There was no ambiguity in his voice. He didn't stumble over it and think about it. He now says that the contact he had with uh, the Russian ambassador came in his role as a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, which uh, would be appropriate. I mean, lots of uh, people on the Armed Services Committee meet with foreign officials all the time. But it also turns out that the time frame in which this happened was during the Republican convention in Cleveland. And Jeff Sessions used campaign funds, political funds, to pay for his trip to Cleveland. So was he there as a member of the Armed Services Committee talking with uh, the Russian ambassador? Or was he there, as he says in the clip, that as a Russian surrogate or a, a Trump administration surrogate? Was he working on behalf of the campaign when he did it? Again, 313-577-1019 to join the conversation. Uh, let's go to Bill in Rochester Hills. Bill, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. Um, I just wanted to bring up uh, basically that Senator Franken's question uh, leading to that clip we just heard, uh, if I remember it correctly, it was pretty much him saying, uh, asking Senator Sessions if he had any uh, contact with the Russians in the context of working for the Trump campaign, if he had contact as a Trump campaign surrogate. Um, And I think that is sort of the key point here, whether or not he was lying. Um, You know, he obviously had contact with the Russians. It's his job to have contact with the Russians in his role in the Senate. Uh But um, so I think that context is important. And, you know, you're right. He did spend campaign funds to go to Cleveland. Uh, I think the question is, is it fair to do two things you know, at the same time, when I go on vacation, I bring my phone and, you know, <laughs> you I have work. to answer work emails <laughs> while I'm on vacation. Yeah, so so, so, so here's one of the other things that, that uh, I think helps add context is the fact that all of the other members of the committee say they did not meet with this Russian envoy uh, in that time period. Uh, and, and that includes uh, John McCain, who is the chairman of the Armed Services Committee. And so, so uh, Senator Sessions at the time was doing something that was not work, uh, at least as far as the chairman of the committee was concerned and, and other members. Uh, and then, of course, he was there in Cleveland uh, as a surrogate or a, uh, an operative of the Trump administration. So do, do, does that context to you uh, wash with the idea that, that, uh, that he was not there 
as part of the campaign? Important thing to find out, and we should all know this, is what actually has been said between these Trump surrogates and Russia. Right. What do they? I mean, what are they it's talk very about? easy that the context of that conversation could have been offhand about something related to his role as, you know, on the Armed Services Committee. At the same time, that the context of that conversation could have been, you know, something far more nefarious. But, you know, they, the transcript with Michael Flynn and the Russian ambassador supposedly exists, and we still, the public has still not seen that. Sure. And I think that one of the important things is if we're expected to, you know, accuse the attorney general himself of perjury, we should have all the facts available to, you know, to everybody. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of transparency needed from both sides here. Yeah. Uh, great call and great comments there, Bill. Thanks very much for chiming in. Uh, let's go to Gene and Clausen. Gene, welcome to Detroit Today. Um, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say that um, if you want people to believe you, then you need to tell the truth. I believe that he's lost his credibility. He did lie under oath, and he needs to resign. And you would, and and you're you think that that should be the standard if you if you lie, for instance, under oath in Congress, just like uh, if you lie in in court, you would be prosecuted uh, for perjury. And that was definitely a lie, and it's very obvious that that's what it was. So yeah, I think he needs to go. Yeah. I you know I mean he's supposed to be in charge of the law of the land, and uh, you know he's not following the rules. So yeah, he's not a person that needs to be in our government. Okay, Jean, with no ambiguity in her answer to this question, says Senator or Attorney General Jeff Sessions should resign for having lied to Congress uh, during his uh, confirmation hearings. If you have an opinion about that, what do you think about what he should be doing? Uh, should he, uh, of course, recuse himself, which he has agreed to do from the investigation into Russian involvement with the Trump campaign, or do you think he should resign? And more generally, do you think Congress ought to be a little tougher on everybody who comes before them uh, and uh, swears an oath uh, and then says something that is not true. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, we'll work your comments into the conversation. This uh, this is something that happens quite a bit over in uh, Congress, in Washington, actually, that, that people uh, both members of the House and the Senate and people who go and testify in front of them say things that uh, either strain the truth or just absolutely fracture it all over the place. And, and uh, one, one, of the, one of the things that I remember really clearly from the time I spent in Washington, I spent about five years in Washington covering the Supreme Court, which is, of course, just across the street from the Capitol. And uh, the rules in the court are are very different. The rule of debate and uh, and testimony, of course, are, are cabined by far different restraints than what you see over in Congress. And everybody in Washington, I think, uh, is pretty, pretty clear about what those differences are. And I can remember really clearly, actually, one day I was sitting in the Supreme Court watching uh, an oral argument uh, in front of the justices. And I don't remember who the lawyer was who was arguing in front of them. And I don't actually remember even what the case was that they were arguing about. 
the lawyer was having a hard time in front of the justices, not really uh, sort of obviously being unsuccessful in the arguments that this person was making uh, and was also saying things that weren't really true. I mean, it was coming up with arguments based on facts, quote unquote, that weren't in the record or were in conflict with the record in the case. And this person did this several times and you could see on the justices' faces uh, their disdain for that tactic and their annoyance at it. And then I remember very clearly that at some point, Justice uh, Antonin Scalia, who passed away last year but was a member of the court for all five terms that I was there, Justice Scalia chimed in and said, hey, hold on a second. If you want to do that kind of thing, if you want to say things that aren't true, you want to sort of stretch the truth, you go across the street because they do that all the time over there. And he was pointing toward uh, the Capitol. He said, over here, the rules are different. We don't do that in here. And I thought that was a really uh, interesting acknowledgement almost of the fact that uh, in political debate, truth means something different than it does in legal debate, and is this one of the is this part of the context, I guess, for the frequency with which we see people in the U.S. Capitol, either members or people testifying, even uh, saying things that aren't absolutely true, that aren't grounded grounded in in fact. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number to join the conversation. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Let's go to Aaron in Detroit. Aaron, Good morning. To Detroit today. Good morning. Uh huh. Go ahead. I uh, first of all, I was I was wondering why we seem to be trying to make a alternative reality or or double standard. When you lie under oath, it's a crime anywhere else for anybody else. If he was under oath and he lied, isn't that a crime? And if you commit a crime and you're a uh, public official, shouldn't that be an automatic? Uh, uh, determining of uh, you not being fit for that position. But it reminds me of what uh, somebody else on the uh, uh, Trump uh, uh, team was saying about uh, creating an alternative facts. I was thinking about how it's it's a common practice to uh, try to alter a public's uh, perception by just repeating uh, certain things over and over again until uh, uh, people can't think of anything except for what they've heard and therefore creating a reality for people by constantly saying something. So if something is not true and you constantly say it is, uh, people become uh, uh, confused about what's true and what's not simply because they're hearing it so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great comment, Aaron. Uh, and I think that's part of what the problem is here is that people repeat uh, untruths over and over again and to the point where it's very difficult for uh, the public to sort out what is true and what's not uh, and where the truth matters and where it doesn't. Thanks very much uh, for the call. Uh, Peter in Bloomfield Township, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh, we're talking about a guy who agreed to back off his own investigation for Russian collusion. Back when Trump possibly thought America was last great, you could be accused for less for communism. I mean, there's the hypocrisy is kind of crazy. You had a presidential cabinet with a strong stigma, whether it be media-fueled or not, of Russian involvement. I mean, we impeached President Clinton for less, and yet now we have a guy who just simply agreed to back off. I mean, it's, it's really you know, hypocritical, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people feel that way, that, that uh, uh, Jeff Sessions... 
has done something that we've seen other people do and suffer consequences for, and in some cases, pretty dire consequences. Why shouldn't that be the standard here? And of course, we know that that politics is one of the reasons that that is so. I mean, the the, the political alignment in the Capitol right now um, favors Republicans in 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 some very extreme ways, and so it's unlikely, I suppose, that uh, that the Republican majority would take this out on one of their own. At the same time, uh, that that changes the standard. I, I think inexorably, it changes the standard. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. Also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Jim in Sumter. Jim, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, good morning. At the top of the show, you repeated the notion that members of the Armed Services Committee are in contact with the Russians all the time. That's something that, uh, that Sessions has implied, the Republicans have implied. Claire McCaskill put that to lie last night. She said uh, she's she's on the committee. She hasn't spoken to the Russians in in I think she said ten twelve years. And and quite frankly, I'm I'm alarmed at the notion that members of the Senate Armed Services Committee talk to Russians all the time. I mean. It's, it's absurd. What do they got to talk to them about? Um, well, I think, and 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 I, I I don't know I don't know that I I don't think I said that. I did say that they talk with uh, foreign officials all the time, and that uh, as a result, having a contact with um, a Russian foreign official wouldn't have been uh, unusual in that context. But I also said, and and uh, this is absolutely true. Um, None of the other members of the Armed Services Committee had had contact with the Russian uh, ambassador over that time. And uh, I mean, I think that that more than anything makes what Sessions is saying uh, maybe not have the ring of truth. The fact that he was the only person out there doing this uh, suggests that he was doing it for reasons that had something to do with something other than the Armed Services Committee. But I, th- I think you're right that uh, uh, that this is unusual. And, uh, you know, we'll figure out at some point what actually happened. Let's go to uh, Jim in Ann Arbor. Welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, you said something a few minutes ago about how the courts treat truth differently. And I'd like to point out that in the Hobby Lobby case, the court ruled that it's not the truth that matters. It's what people believe the truth is that matters. And they ruled in that way. I mean, that's my understanding of that case. So to me, this is a foot in the door of saying, well, it's what people think is what matters and not really the <laughs> and truth. And not the real so, truth. I, I mean, it just strikes me that it's something that, you know, the idea that the gentleman earlier was parsing the words to say, well, you know, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Well, he was directly asked if he had any communication, or no, the people around him had any communication. He volunteered that he had no communication himself when that was a flat-out lie. And, uh, I mean, this guy's <laughs> supposed to enforce the laws of the United States, and yeah. he starts out by perjuring himself. Right. You know, I mean, it just seems crazy to me. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, Tim, I, I, or Jim, I, I, I think... Uh, I think that's one of the things that that is is has got everyone so worked up is the fact that uh, that this doesn't happen or it's not supposed to happen and certainly not with uh, the chief law enforcement uh, official of the United States. Uh, thank you very much for the call. Let's go to Bob in Detroit. Bob, welcome to Detroit today. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, well, I'd like to like to say I, I'm I'm you know as a leftist, a real leftist, 
So not really a supporter of Trump, obviously. Uh-huh. Didn't like Hillary. She's a warmonger. But I see this as part of this uh, warmongering effort to continue with this uh, Russia as the bad guy, uh, which is completely unwarranted. Uh, and I have to say that uh, I wouldn't, I would never cite the Supreme Court, and especially Scalia. This is the same court that produced the Citizens uh, uh, United uh, decision that claims that corporations are people. Sure. I mean, they have no uh, no validity, in my opinion, whatsoever. So let's 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 talk about this business of the, this campaign of vilification of Russia. Uh, which started with warmongering Hillary, and now it's being continued. And, of course, there's Republicans on this as well, so they're just as bad. But I, I'm sick of the entire thing. So you don't, uh, so Bob, Sessions, you don't. Sessions should have never recused himself. So, Bob, uh, please, hold on, please. Bob. Hold on, Bob. You don't see, you don't see uh, Russia as, a, as an adversary of U.S. interests. You don't see the Russian aggression in uh, the Balkans as problematic. You don't see Russian uh, involvement, for instance, in Syria as as a problem for this country. The Crimeans elected, elected to rejoin Russia. So you see, this whole Russian thing is a an ugly. It's an ugly distraction. We, we've got a country that needs a lot of work. That's true. That's true. All right. Bob, thank you very much uh, for the call. I appreciate the thoughts. Uh, All right, up next, we're going to talk with CNN reporter Anna Navarro about the dust-up with Jeff Sessions. Uh, Stay with us. We'll be right back on Detroit Today.